Turn with me to Psalm 90, verse 12. Amen. Psalm 90, verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. What is your life? Do you think about its brevity? James 4.14 Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. How often do you think about this subject? Do you think about the frailty of life and in turn apply your hearts unto wisdom? Do you cherish each moment of every day and maximize the time in this life you have been given? We need to be focused and live with purpose, seeking after wisdom. We need to have zeal for truth and right. It is a choice and we can apply ourselves to wisdom and righteousness. For what is your life? It is a vapor, here for a little while, then gone. Do you number your days? Life is short, as scripture refers to it in many ways and describes it as a tale that is told, like a weaver's shuttle, like a diving eagle towards its prey, a hand breath, a fleeting shadow, and grass that springeth up in the morning, then is soon withered away in the evening. Why is there absolute silence in this world about making peace with God, facing the certainty of death, and meeting him at the judgment seat of Christ? No one talks about death no. or the shortness of life, but death is coming. Yes. Death is sure. Your life will end very soon. It'll be over before you know it. You can't escape it, and the king of terrors is approaching. Your life is nothing. You're going to meet God very soon, the judge of the quick and the dead. Why do you live? Why do you want to live? It should be all out for the glory of God as yes. your primary focus. Do not delay. We should be living with these truths in mind. What is your life, and are you numbering your days? Why doesn't anyone say anything about it and apply our hearts towards an eternal perspective? We think that everyone else dies, and I have lots of time. We think by working out, eating right, sleeping well, saving money, we can survive until we're 85. But even the 70 or 80 years we may get here pass by very quickly. And we are soon cut off. Life is very short and racing by. Can you grasp that reality? The silence about God and coming judgment is deafening by its horrible consequences and the implications of the total and complete depravity of the heart and attraction of sin. Why isn't anyone warning of righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come? The world wants, sure wants us to warn us of coronavirus, but have little to no concern for the real future ahead. Not the coronavirus future or what might happen to the economy, but eternity. Yes. Soap bubbles of this life confuse and distract us from such sober thoughts. What if we gain the whole world and lose our souls? That's right. I want to use this psalm passage to bring the subject of life's brevity and the use of your time to your attention. Time is fleeting. You cannot pull a day back We have today, your life story is being written as a tale that is told. What will be on those pages? Sin and foolishness or righteousness and holiness? We can't go back, only forward. Do you have any time urgency about your life? Time sensitivity? 
It is rushing away and you won't realize it until you're older or it's too late, except for grace. So I was originally scheduled to bring this psalm on March 22nd, but due to current events, it was delayed until now. By reading through the psalms, listening to some sermons, I came across several from Jonathan Edwards. The significance of that date was that he died on March 22nd, 1758, and I wanted to use some of his resolutions and materials in this psalm in his honor 262 years later, but the weight of the writings still stand and are true regardless of the date now. Jonathan Edwards was resolved from a teenager after his conversion to live with an eternal perspective in mind. He was resolved to do everything in life to God's glory. He said in order to live with an eternal perspective, there are three subjects that need to be present in life on a daily basis all the time. The shortness of life, the certainty of death, and the length of eternity. Amen. That is the shortness of life, the certainty of death, and the length of eternity. Those three subjects fit Psalm 90:12 very well. He numbered his days and applied his heart unto wisdom. He said he wanted eternity stamped on his eyeballs. He wanted his eyes on the vertical plane towards heaven and not on the horizontal plane that we're so prone to always be looking. He wanted to live in such a way as to not be confined with the mundane, trivial things of this temporal life and world as if this is all there is. He said, if I am to rise above the temporal and live for the eternal, if I am to rise above that which I can see and live for that which I cannot see, if right now is to count for forever, then I must have this eternal perspective, God stamp eternity upon my eyes. That is what every one of us here needs today. We need to live for eternity, number our days, and apply our hearts into this wisdom. What I do right now, how will it have its impact upon eternity? Edwards wrote several resolutions that dealt with time and with death and that dealt with eternity that I will read shortly to close. Do you understand that time is a very precious commodity? Edwards understood if he wasted his time and squandered it, he could not most glorify God, which was his life goal. Resolved. Don't you like that word? Yes. How many people do you know that are resolved? How many people do you know that are intentionally, purposely living their Christian lives and who are not like the wave of the sea being tossed back and forth? How many people do you know that are not taking the path of least resistance but are taking the path of greatest resistance in their Christian walk to the extent that they are being pointed into the center of living for eternity? Jonathan Edwards was determined. He was resolved. He had set priorities for his life. And his priorities would dictate the decisions that he would make. Resolution number five, to never lose one moment of time, but to improve it in the most profitable way I possibly can. As he said that, he understood that he could only glorify God in this life in the prescribed amount of time that God had given him to be alive on this earth. Therefore, this time is precious and it is invaluable. It is like liquid gold and I cannot waste and I cannot squander one moment of time because it is in the proper and most efficient use of my time that I will glorify God. Excellent. If I use my time most wisely, I can most glorify God with what is put in front of me. So he said, I have no time to lose. He would argue that riches can be lo- lost and then later regained, but not time. What time is forfeited is lost. It can never be replaced. The number of our days, hours, 
that we have left on this earth have already been sovereignly preordained by God. God determined the moment of your birth, and he's already determined the moment of your death. Job 14.5, seeing his days are determined, the number of his months are with thee. Thou hast appointed his bounds that he cannot pass. You cannot pass the predetermined number of months and days and seconds that you have to live. So teach us to number our days. Because God has numbered our days, and we would be very wise to number our days. God has ordained the time that you have to live on this earth. You do not have a second to waste, to live with any other intention and goal but to glorify God to your maximum ability. Ephesians 5.16, redeem the time. Make the most of the time that you have because the days are evil. There are opportune times to do certain things today in a moment, this moment, that you will not have at other times in your Christian life. We have an opportunity today. You might not have it tomorrow. You might not have it next year. Seize the moment. You may not be able to replicate an opportunity you had today, tomorrow. Edwards was a driven man. He realized he must buy up the time. He must seize the moment. He must live every day knowing that I do not have time to waste or to squander. There was a pace about his life. There was a press about his life. What pace have you set for yours? Are you pressing for that mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus? We must do the works of God while it is yet day, for night cometh when no man can work. Do you feel that press of eternity upon your life? Do you wake up sensing the Lord has given you another opportunity? That God has preordained good works for me to work and walk in, that I'm living in the sense of destiny every moment of every day, would you say to God, stamp eternity on my eyeballs? Yes, Lord. That would greatly affect the use of your time today. It would greatly affect the use of your time tonight. It would greatly affect how much television you watch, how much sleep you get and when you go to sleep, how much you read the Bible and how much do you pray. How much do you witness to others about the truth God has graciously shown you? Are you intentional about your life? Are you resolved? You only have so little time. Edwards wanted to improve it in the most profitable way. He understood that he had to be very strategic. He had to be very thoughtful that he had to be very scrutinizing in how he improved the use of his time and numbering of his days. Be wise with the time allotment in your life. I don't have days to waste, and you don't have days to waste. We don't have a morning to waste. We don't have an afternoon to waste or time to kill. A lot of people float through life that way or time killers. You're taking away from other people and their maximum opportunity to glorify God if you waste theirs. Strive to be productive. Get after what ever God has called you to do and do it for his glory and with all your heart mind and soul there is only so much time to do it don't look at others around you keep your gaze upon the finish line the last hour of your life prepare all your life for the last hour of life so that you can die well that you can die without regret that you could die without saying that is heard as is heard so many times oh if I had only done this or if I'd only made these choices and pursued these endeavors, know that when you come to the end of life, you can say, I have fought a good fight, I have finished my course. Your day of death, unless the Lord returns first, is fixed on God's calendar for your life. Decisions and choices you make today will affect how you arrive at that last day. Stay focused and riveted upon the last hour of your life and keep that eternal perspective so that you will die without regret. Be resolved like Jonathan Edwards with a life lost in Christ. Five more resolutions he wrote on these subjects. Resolved never to do anything which I should be afraid to do 
if it were the last hour of my life. Resolved to thank much on all occasions of mine own dying and of the common circumstances which attend death. Resolved that I will live so as I shall wish I had done when I come to die. Resolved to ask myself at the end of every day, week, month, and year wherein I could possibly in any respect have done better. Resolved to live with all my might while I do live. Amen. Amen. Amen.